Servus, Marcus Knight. Yes, it is. Knight Rider. A shadowy flight into the basketball world of a man who really does exist. Marcus Knight, a young father on a crusade to champion the cause of the uprising, talented, the gifted, in a world of opponents who operate by the laws of James Naismith. Welcome to Something Basketball, your English-spoken basketball podcast straight out of Germany. I'm your host JB, and today it's my pleasure to pick someone's brain who started his career in second year of a great championship program. Everybody wants to make a Euroleague or NBA roster, right? Play on the highest level possible. Truth be told, there are numerous ways to get there. There isn't just one scheme to follow in order to be successful. More often than not, it, is, it just takes time for players to develop and have some value to those top-notch programs. Even making it to any country's domestic highest league doesn't come easy at all. Well, more often than not, as we stated, players who start their respective careers in the lower basketball circuits tend to get overlooked by the big clubs. Which is a shame, because there's a lot of sleeping potential walking or dominating the floor. Marcus Knight, who is in his second season with former Basketball Champions League Final Four team MHP Riesen Ludwigsburg, would absolutely verify this. When he became pro in 2013, he found himself signing with Baunach, third division farm team with German powerhouse Brose Bamberg. With the combo guard coming in, the team season swung around and culminated in getting promoted to second division. Have in mind, that was the same campaign Bamberg itself signed and released several players hoping to, f hoping to win a fifth consecutive championship at the time before falling to Quakenbrück in the first round of playoffs. Ask yourself a question. Why bring in new guys when there's a hungry and obviously capable young man dominating right in your front lawn? Nonetheless, Knight eventually got his chance to showcase his talents in first division of Germany during the 16-17 season, earning all-star honors thanks to 18.1 points, 6.4 rebounds and 3.0 assists per game for Jena. Wait, 6.4 rebounds for a guard? For a guy who's listed at 6'2", around 1m88? Hey, that's big time. And, dream pers and a dream personified for any coach who loves an up-and-running style of play. Which is why Marcus fits perfectly into Ludwigsburg, that is known for putting smaller, more agile and super aggressive lineups onto the floor. Touching numerous subjects, the Knight Rider and I stuck to the something basketball scheme, exchanging the good old triple threat position, shoot, pass and dribble, for soulmate, promotion and development. Marcus Knight, after coming into to Germany in 2013, um, you know, the very first stint you had or the very first experience with German basketball was in Baunach near Bamberg in Pro B basketball back in the days. Um, talk about those days as you were one of the later additions to the team and in what way did that experience pave the way for everything that followed for you personally as a basketball player? Well, for me, I think that was one of the most, one of my most, uh, you know, memorable and one of my most greatest uh, moments thus far. Uh, 
with my uh, with a really great friend of mine, Ivan Popovich, being the coach. Uh, first of all, he believes in me. He gave me an opportunity for sure. Uh, we did some great things that year. Actually, uh, whenever I arrived, uh, Ivan took over, um, and uh, we actually went to the Pro B finals actually that year, and we wasn't even in the playoffs whenever I arrived. So, though was the most, you know, one of the most memorable uh, seasons. Uh, had a lot of fun. I got, a, I got a, I got a chance to play a lot of young guys that year, which is now planning. The BBL with me here, like Andy Oates, Leon Krasa, um, uh, JT, Johannes uh, Timon. So, uh, you know, Dennis always... Kramer to put uh, Tibor Taras in the mix as well, who I think is, is still a great prospect. Yeah, I mean, those, yeah, uh, I don't, but we didn't really, they didn't really play with me, though. Uh, those guys didn't really play with me. Uh, I think Dennis, Dennis actually. He started the season with like that was that was my pro A year. Whenever Dennis started the season, it was the following year. Then he moved. Then he moved away. But uh, like I said, man, it was a great experience. Uh, I've always been a guy that uh, like challenging, and out of coming out of my first year, that's a big challenge for me. But uh, you know, I took the best of it, and I made the best of it. And uh, then one of my mentors, he kind of had the same path as me, through Jenkins. He started out in pro B, I think, in Newburgh. And uh, so I, I've I've always asked him a lot of stuff, uh, but yeah, uh, that's, that was one of my one of my favorite years thus far. Yeah. So so what is it exactly that you asked or that you that you wanted to to get some advice on? I mean, obviously coming over from the states into a tiny little town of Bamberg is, I mean, you don't find it on the map or when you when you come in, I I figure you didn't know anything about what what's going on in Bonner or you know how how the how the, the talent level in, in German pro B is well I, I I know a little bit about I mean as far as like the the city Bamberg I knew they had a lot of history in the BBL is winning championships I knew Bonner was the 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 youth team for them so I just wanted to prove myself to get an opportunity to play for Bamberg eventually uh You know, uh, that was my main focus, proving myself and showing everybody that I was capable of playing at any level in the world, doesn't matter what level it was. So, but, uh, yeah, I knew a little bit about it before I came. Uh, but, you know, uh, God had a different path for me for sure. So, uh, but like I said, man, we had a great year. That was that was a great, you know, that was a great uh, year for me as far as going. But I arrived, wasn't even in the playoffs. Until going to the uh, Pro B Finals, going to Pro A the following year, so it was great. Um, talk about in in what way did this help you evaluate yourself as a as a basketball player? In in what degree helped that that year with Bonner, the very first year, help you get to understand or get to know for yourself? Yeah, I can play over here in Europe. I, I can I can have a lasting career over here, and this is not the top level for me personally. I can go beyond that. Just my confidence in myself, uh, just believing in myself that I know what I can do. Uh, I mean, when you work hard your whole life, you, you know what you can do, you know what you're capable of. So, um, like I said, man, I just wanted to prove. Uh, I just wanted to prove it. You know, let the world see that I can play. Even though it was at a pro B level, 
I didn't even think about that. I just wanted to, you know, play well and lead my team and win. That was my main focus. And, you know, it was a great thing that that happened that kind of way, for sure. And it, and it turned out uh, it, it worked, obviously. Um, but when you say you wanted the chance to, to, you know, to get better, to improve, um, and especially when we talk about the situation in, in Bamberg that has always been known for having that strong youth team that you already mentioned and being known at the time for, you know, winning championship after championship after championship in, in Germany. And this very 13-14 season was the very season that, you know, let's say it didn't all fall apart in Bamberg, but the, the BBL team struggled majorly and they had guys coming in, guys, you know, quitting. And at the end of the day, it was uh, the very first year that Bayern Munich took over uh, at the helm uh, in, in Germany. So from, from your perspective, as, as somebody who wanted to come in and wanted his wanted to work his way up, Did you feel like, hey, guys, give me a chance here? I'm, I'm here either way, so why don't, why don't promote me to, to the first team? Um, I mean, yeah, I felt like that for sure. Uh, but obviously they didn't think that, which is, you know, which is fine with me. Uh, just made, it just made me even more hungrier, even more, uh, you know, even more, like, like I said, it made me even more hungry and it made me want to prove, you know, Proved them wrong, anyways, and I think um, you know Ivan was a great, you know, he was a great first coach for me. Uh, he even taught he taught me a lot about the about the game over here because it's totally different in playing in the states. Uh, so he taught me a lot about the game, and I can also remember just going to practice, and just watching one of my my really good friends. Me and him talk all the time. Inton Gavell, I, I, he was my one of my favorite guys that, that I ever. First ever, ever first watch, uh, and I really liked the way he played because he kind of simulated me, you know, as far as defense. And uh, so, yeah, man, I was like I said, man, I got a chance to watch a lot of great guys, and you know, just talk to those guys. And you know, I, coming out, I was really hungry and humble to to really want to be successful for sure. Yeah, um, but or from your experience back then, did you have a chance to? Uh to be in practice with the first division team back in the days so so you got you could get a better feel for yeah wh where your wh where your personal ceiling is yeah absolutely i used to in my free time actually i used to go watch them practice because we practice the youth team usually practice right after them so uh before we practice i used to go at them maybe an hour and a half early just to watch uh because I was always a student of the game, uh, just to go watch and see what I can learn from those older guys which have been winning championships. And, you know, uh, th those guys, they weren't cocky guys at all. Those guys actually, uh, you know, they was really cool guys and they, you know, easy, easy going and easy to talk to. So those guys gave me some knowledge. And like I said, just going there and watching, uh, just watching them practice and see how hard they had to practice and see how hard they had to work. Uh, was just was just a confirmation for me that you know eventually my time was coming for sure. Yeah. Um, so especially when we talk about your time coming, how much uh, is patience a factor, or how much does does patience uh, you know factor in when we talk about getting to the BBL level? Because after that, uh, you went to Heidelberg and and Jena um, before ultimately playing 
in the first division with Jena in the 16-17 season. Um, has there ever been any any point where you maybe had some some doubts that you would make it to the top level playing in in no. pro A basketball? No, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a man of faith, so I think God's timing is the best timing ever, and uh, He put me in a, the best positions as far as like from going from Heidelberg to Jena, and and I remember in practice, uh, Emmanuel McElroy was on my team that year. I remember in practice, just, you know, battling with him in practice, and I went up to him and asked him, uh, you know, I heard a lot about him, but I, you know, and I heard a lot about him as far as him winning defensive player of the year, winning DBL championships with uh, Cologne and, and Bemberg, and I went up to him just asked him, um, what can I do to get their level? And he told me, don't worry, your time is coming, keep working hard. He said that I had everything to um he said i had everything in my game to play at the top level in the bbl and euro league it doesn't matter champions league euro cup so he made mackerel gave me a lot of um insight as well that year playing in pro a winning championship with him then the following year uh playing with him and julius jenkins in the pro in the, in the bbl that year so man like i said i was very blessed to play with a lot of you know german legends as far as Uh, with that and those guys teaching me stuff so yeah even to today I still speak to those guys all the time yeah especially I believe um, playing with Jenkins must be must have been heck of an experience I mean the guy I mean he when it comes to uh, his his overall perception everybody thinks yeah he's a great scorer but at the end of the day I, I truly believe he's a very underrated defender as well yeah absolutely uh He's absolutely he's he's uh, fast. He's a great scorer for sure, a great shooter. But like you said, a lot of people underestimate his estimate his defensive end as well. And uh, he uh, he actually took me in as, as calling me his little brother. And and uh, the first day he got there, I went up to him and just said, "If you see anything and that I can improve in my game, you let me know." And he uh, from that day on, he took me in and then he showed me the way and then. Even like, even like now, I talk to him two or three times a week. Uh, so he sometimes he breaks down my film for me and let me know what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it's, it was great having those guys that made it. Still, you know, be able to play with those guys and learn from those guys and see how they carry themselves as a professional on and off the court. So it was like I said, they taught me a lot, not just about basketball, but about life also. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Especially when we talk about that very 16-17 season. So what? So what did Julius Jenkins see in your game that you had to improve on? Give give us some insight here. Uh, he just told me that uh, a lot of young a lot of young guys try try to you know force the game. He always taught me to let the game come to me. Uh, I remember a specific game I was struggling, and he came up to me. He said, "The game's gonna come to you. Let it come to you. Uh, be patient." Uh, don't don't force anything, and I think that's what a lot of young guys don't understand. Uh, they try to force the game, but he always, you know, just told me to always stay confident, and never stop shooting. Uh, no matter if you miss ten, you made the one and win the game. So I think uh, that's one of the things he always he always uh, told me. Just you know, let the game come come to you. Be patient. Yeah. Um, is but but I believe I'll let the game come to you doesn't count for rebounding the basketball. 
I believe, because <laughs> that's the something that you got to do. You want, uh, you you have to want to rebound the basketball. Uh, which when I when I look at at your career, uh, for me personally, always stood out the most that a guy your height, uh, is is capable of rebounding the basketball at at that consistent level. Uh, where where does this come from? I mean, is is this an iMac thing, or where where where's the origin of this? It originally came from, from definitely from my youth days when I was 15 years old, uh, from playing in high school. Uh, my coach always taught us how to rebound in basketball. Then I went up to college and I had some great coaches there, and they always told me a great guard always rebound. Uh, you know, and uh, that, that's what I kind of that, – that, that's really what stuck with me about being a great guard. Uh, rebounding the basketball is one of the most – one of the most underrated things that people don't understand that you have to do. And you have to be tough to be by the basketball. You have to want to do it. So those came from playing, you know, my younger days, my, uh, you know, in college, being able to play the, the fourth position in college. Uh, because of your build or where did that come from? Or didn't you guys have any proper four men? Well, we had uh, a lot of times we played five guards in college sometimes. And uh, sometimes we played four guards and, And my jump, uh, and, and my coaches taught me, you know, just to be able to be, to be able to, you know, be a great player. You got to be able to rebound the basketball. If you want to be an MVP, you got to be able to rebound the basketball. So that, you know, that's that always stuck in my head, and that's something that I, that I took pride in doing. So it was great for sure to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, I Mac also taught me that because he was a great rebounding guard, also. Yeah, um, and you can't always rely on, you know. Giving the the having uh, having the the big man uh, giving a proper outlet pass, but you know shots fired to the big man over here. So so you better grab it yourself. Um, but but uh, now making the jump uh, to Ludwigsburg, where you are uh, right now, going into your your second season or in the middle of the the second season over there, um, and we have so many coaches out there that. Um, have a you know that 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 favors certain types of players and especially uh, and i believe that that's the the great parallel uh to to you to back in the back to the, the bamberg days where you had um coach fleming um having john goldsberry as his uh premier point guard and he was working with him in, at the outland dragons then took him over uh, went, or both went to to bamberg And I believe it could be somewhat the same with you and Coach John Patrick in, in Ludwigsburg. Talk about your connection, because I believe from the outside looking in that something magically, whatever it may be, makes you guys click. So, so what is the what is the secret mojo behind that? Um, I mean, I've, to be honest, I've never, <laughs> you know, I've never had a coach that I didn't. Get along with. I think all my all my coaches love me just the way that I, you know, uh, take the game seriously, the way I present myself to the game, and the way that I work. Uh, so I think, you know, it's just the fact that um, the way you you know take the game seriously and, and the way that you being being coachable is a big thing too. Um, you know, I think I think coach I think John is a great coach. Uh, And um, like I said, man, you know, 
it's just the fact that the, the, his style of play fits the way my my style of play, and you know, and, and it works perfectly. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that you know we, we just. Uh, I don't know. Um, he, he he wanted me about two or three years ago, but it didn't work out. But now, you know, it, it's working out now. But like I said, I think man, I think I've never had a problem with any of my coaches. They all really really like me and the way that I play the game, the way I take the game seriously. So uh, it's definitely good for sure. You know, uh, to to be able to always click with coaches. Yeah. So so going back a few years, what's been your views on Ludwigsburg when you were with Jena back in the days when you played them what's what's been your very first impression or do you have any memories uh from playing against Ludwigsburg back in the days yeah uh, I remember uh I remember when I was in Jena uh the week of preparation Julius Julius and and, and coach uh it, it, the, pre, the week of preparation they told me that they played Extremely hard. They are physical, and you know they uh, they press the entire game. And uh, I said to myself, "That's my style of play. Uh, I like physical play. I like to play hard." So it wasn't, you know, it, w it wouldn't be a problem with me, you know, adapting to them, you know, the way they play. So uh, I, I knew the, the style that he liked and the way he liked to play, Coach John. And uh, yeah, man, like I said, man, it just it worked out perfectly. And then it's always good to be a player to be able to fit in with. All coaches, no matter no matter what type of coach it is. Yeah. Um, but now that you got the the insights uh, for us with Ludwigsburg, um, has there anything when we talk about the whether it's the defensive schemes or the offensive system that Coach JP is running, is there anything that still surprises you or surprised you when you first got to know got to notice the, the insights of, of the whole scheme? No, not at all. Nothing surprised me. Um, no, yeah, I got nothing. I'm pretty. I think before I got here, I seen it all as far as like the the schemes on offense, the schemes on defense. Because uh, if you think about it, and you know, we kind of played the same kind of style. We pressed the entire game. We played physical. So, uh, like I said, whenever I first played against them, uh, they told me the type of style that they played, and I remember like in you know, we played the same style. We pressed. We picked up after scored basket. You know, we played. We, we hung our hats on uh, defending, hung our hats on rebounding. So it was an easy, trans, you know, was it easy to trans, trans, transfer over here and uh, you know continue that same style of play. Yeah. So does that very style of play rely on the personnel that you got to, in order to be successful? Or what's the the biggest difference when you say, "Hey, we played it in in Jena back in the days, and you guys play a similar style now in, in Ludwigsburg." Um, so, so, do you need a, a special breed of players in order to really be successful with that very system? Uh, I think uh, I think you need really. I think as far as that, I think you need players that want to play defense and you know tough players. Uh, not saying that soft, not saying that anybody is soft, but I think you need those type of players that you know enjoy playing defense, enjoy getting stops, and, and the way and the way we share the basketball this year, I think is great. And, and playing team basketball, um, you know that that's the only way to be successful for sure. So you know, uh, it's, it's a lot of great players out there you can choose from, but you know, uh, I just think that 
it's his style of players that he like, and he, and he gets those players. Yeah, and I, and I believe uh, when you're somebody who's who's been capable of, of filling the box score in numerous ways, uh, always helps because I always feel like you are one of those guys just throw him onto the field, give him some playing time, and he'll give you something, whether it's going to be scoring or rebounding for a guard, for a guard, what, uh, which we already uh, touched uh, as a subject, and as well as, as passing the ball. Where does that, that versatility come from? Uh, man, during the summertime, I try to add uh, a lot to my game. If it's you know getting better as far as passing, You know, getting better as a scorer, getting better as a defender. So each summer where I'm home, I wear my personal trainer, which is my brother. Uh, he and he he looks at my games and he and he tells me what can I improve on. We working it the entire summer. Um, if if you notice, when I first came over here, I wasn't a great three point shooter. Right. So now, and I understood that the way the game is developing, you have to be able to shoot the basketball. So, man, I remember. For the past three summers, I remember every day at the gym making over 100 threes, not just shooting, but making over 100 threes. So it's just something that I try to add to my game. Uh, every summer, I always try to improve my game. I always try to keep my game sharp. So, yeah, man, like I said, just a blessing to be able to play the, play the game and improve every summer. Yeah, And you up your, your three-point percentage by... I believe almost 10% over the, the last couple couple of years. Did you did you um, change something when it comes to the mechanics of the shot, or is it just repetition, repetition, repetition? Absolutely, repetition and confidence. Repetition okay. and confidence. And uh, uh, yeah, and, and former coaches uh, calling you and telling you to stop passing up over shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, And that was something that you know that was something that Ivan taught us in the younger days. Shoot the basketball. He didn't. He didn't matter if you miss ten or make ten. Shoot the basketball. Always stay confident. So that was that, that stuck with me as well. And uh, like I said, during the summer times, is just working on your game uh, all during the summer and making sure that you want to become a better player. Yeah, as long as it's as long as it's an open or let's say a good shot. I mean. If you make it or you don't make it, that that's a whole other story. But if you pass on an open shot, I think that's what everybody, every uh, every coach gets mad about. Um, so for last, and it's it's good that you already touched the subject of getting better and evolving your game each and every summer. Um, you know, you uh, you you you've been celebrating your 30th birthday this very summer. Happy birthday, a belated happy birthday. Um, so welcome to the wrong side of the 30s now, uh, where everything goes downhill, so they say. Um, I don't think that's true, because I'm on that side myself, uh, and I feel great. So, But as a basketball player, where do you see your game evolving or heading towards in, in the next couple couple of years? And um, Especially when you compare it to, to the early days or the early stages of your career. This is the thing with my my age. Uh, unfortunately, right now we have some big problems with my passport. So my passport, they have my name spelled wrong and my date of birth, uh, which you know, Ludwigsburg is informed on that, and the BBL is is informed on that. Actually, I'm born in '91, so I'm 28 right now. <laughs> so really? on, on my yeah, on my passport, um, they spelled my name wrong. They put Marco, 
M-A-R-C-O, but my name is Marcos, M-A-R-C-O-S. Right. And they got my date of birth wrong on there. So, but the BBL and, and Lutzburg, Lutzburg, they're, they're informed on that. But, I mean, I think I'm still in my prime. Well, I'll just actually reach, reach my prime. Uh, I think I was watching an interview with, with Jordan. He said from your prime years, you 26, 27 to 34, 35, those are your prime years. And, uh, yeah, I'm right here in my prime, right where I want to be. Uh, I think uh, I think it's great, you know, to be able to still, you know, be able to play at a high level. Uh, but like I said, man, I'm 28 and um, I enjoy doing it, and I'm going to do it as long as you know, good Lord, the God's willing to allow me to do it. And uh, I just think that getting better every year is that's from winning and uh, improving your game every year on something for sure. And that's something I hang my hat on. Yeah. So um, you were blessed to play with. I mean, obviously, we, we already named a couple of those guys, the Emmanuel McElroy's, um, the Julius Jenkinses, the Ivan Pavic's as a, as a head coach, um, Adam Weliskovsky last year with, with Ludwigsburg, who's been a, a seasoned veteran. Um, what is it that, or is there some, some advice or some wisdom that those guys passed to you when it came to, you know, playing on a, on a high level, Even even in your your mid or even late 30s, and and how did did they um, come along and and how did they work around you know aging if you will but but aging in style and and still being productive out there on the floor. Uh, I think you practice how you play and it's very important uh, the way you you take care of your body what you eat. Uh, my my trainer has changed my diet um, since I'm 28 now. Uh, which is really still young, but we changed my diet about three, two or three years ago, and I lost about seven, seven, eight kilos. Uh, so we we changed my diet a lot, and the way that you know you rest, the way you stretch, uh, what you eat, uh, your recovery time, and whatnot. So I think uh, a lot of that has something to play into it. Uh, Because a lot of players don't take care of their body when they're 25, 26, 27, 28. And then when you get 35 or 36, then it catches up with you. But I take care of my body. Yo, those young, those older guys like Julius Jenkins and, you know, Emmanuel McElroy just watching, you know, take care of their body, watching them stretch and what they eat. And, you know, uh, yeah, that, that, that was one of the most important things for sure. Right. It's, it's funny because um... – Talking about being on a diet or, or changing the, the way you eat and, and what you eat, um, I feel like it's it's getting bigger of a topic each and every year um, for, for players because the, the awareness of this being a major factor of being uh, for for being productive on the floor um, is, is is you know growing and growing. So so what is it? Um, and maybe that's something we can we can take away from. From this very talk, uh, what is one of the the major changes that you made when it comes to to being on a diet? Um, what I eat, um, I've been eating pork in the past three or four years. Uh, uh, the only only types of meat I eat is chicken, ground turkey, and uh, salmon. Uh, those only really all the only types of meat that I eat, and. Uh, Getting the right nutrition, getting the right type of protein in my body, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, stand, instead of eating sweets, I eat fruits uh, as far as for my dessert or I eat 
uh, fat-free yogurt. So those are just a few things that my brother has, you know, changed in my diet. And, uh, yeah, and it's definitely working for sure. I feel feel faster. I feel more leaner and everything of that nature, so which is good. To be, but, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, but you don't look lean. You still look like like a <laughs> like a bulldozer out there, <laughs> but but yeah, I know man. what you mean. But I know what you mean. But yeah. but you know that there's there's very few people out there that are you know that are listed you know six two six three around about this uh, with your build, you know. And yeah. That that that's where <laughs> that, that's where it comes from. But but what's what's changing the diet? Um, was it super hard for you or was it something that you would where you'd say where you said hey yeah if it helps it helps i'll, I'll give it a try and and we'll see if it works out or what's been what's been the mindset changing changing the diet no it wasn't hard it goes back to uh want to want to you know do something to increase your game and i think there's something that 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 i had to do to be able to take my game to another level Uh, so it wasn't hard at all. I mean, as far as from all my, uh, all the teammates I had, all the team, I couldn't do nothing without God, my family, or my my teammates, uh, my past teammates. Uh, once you once you put your mind, which I I am, once I put my mind to want to do something to be successful, I stick to it and I do it. So it wasn't hard at all for me to you know be able to change my diet and become the become the best the best player that I can ever be. As we close this one out, shout out to Ludwigsburg media manager Lukas Robert for making this interview possible. Special thanks go to Marcus Knight himself for sharing his views and being available prior to a morning practice with the squad. As a listener, feel free to follow Something Basketball on Instagram at Something Basketball and leave some feedback on whatever platform you've been listening to this episode or give us a 5-star rating to help this fine podcast grow. Until then, substitution, I'm out.